Hi, this is Bannon Backus before the show, and I'm just here to continue to wish all of you the best. I'm not sure where you might be listening, but last week here, on top of everything else, it also snowed, which hasn't happened here in the middle of April in quite some time, so it was fun to look outside the window in the morning and see that middle finger, Um, which makes me wonder... Have any of you ever looked outside your window in the morning to find someone standing there, frozen in the middle of your yard, giving you the middle finger? If you have, get a hold of us, because I would definitely like to hear about that. To me, it sounds like something that would have happened to our own Jay Stewart. Um, well, I was just looking out the window, and there was this man flipping me the bird. (laughs) Um, One fun thing that's happened recently, though, is the posting of the image for Little Kaiser's Pizza. Little Kaiser's Pizza was the commercial from the first five episodes of the show that listeners voted on to have an image created for. So that's available for your enjoyment on the Gone Show Instagram page. So you can find that page on Instagram Um, if you're not already following it. Uh, you can find a link to it on the Gone Show Facebook page. Speaking of following, don't look behind you, whatever you do. But if you're not already, be sure to like, subscribe to, and review the show. It's a big help, and we really appreciate the support it gives us. Uh, let's see, snow, authoritarian pizza. Yes, I think that's it. So thanks again for listening, and enjoy the show. Welcome to The Gone Show, the show where my guests and I explore anything and anyone that is now gone or might as well be. Tonight, we'll be exploring something so deadly, so dangerous, that governments have banned the sale of it. That's right, it's not all fun and games. We'll be talking about lawn darts. And now, joining the world and beyond from the Gone Show studio in the American Midwest, the host of the Gone Show, Bannon Backus. Good evening. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of the Gone Show. With me tonight are Jay Stewart, who is a brain in a jar. Good evening. Cosmonaut Stanislaw Kapustin. On behalf of Mother Russia and myself, I am happy to be here. And joining us by telephone... A light in darkness, a skeleton key for doors that few should open, a map to navigate the fringes. I am Dr. Arturo Bellerophon. That's right. Dr. Bellerophon was kind enough to agree to join us once again in the continued absence of John. And once again, it's my pleasure to do so. Is it safe to assume that you still haven't heard anything from John? Yeah, I still haven't heard from him or seen his oversized mouth and mustache since he dematerialized from the studio a couple of weeks ago and caused thousands of dollars in property damage. Stanislaw Kapustin is curious as to whether John would have behaved in such a destructive manner when he was still alive. Well, it's awfully nice of you to still wonder about a thing like that. Kill. 
What in the name of Chernobyl was that? Ah, my apologies. I seem to always forget to introduce my mother. Say hello, mother. Gurk, my mother is largely non-verbal, Mr. Kapustin. So, if you ever find it difficult to understand her, just let me know. Stinislaw Kapustin will let you know. It is a pleasure to meet both of you. It's a pleasure to meet you as well. I always enjoy your appearances on the show. And I must say, if you ever feel like divulging any details of the still-classified project of the Soviet space program with which you were involved, I'm all ears. Stinislaw Kapustin finds that highly unlikely, but I will let you know if that changes. And now that everyone's better acquainted, we'll move on to tonight's topic, about which is a product that I believe has the distinction of being the first product that we've ever focused on to have been banned by the United States government. Mother is on the edge of the motorized wheelchair to which she's confined. And that product is lawn darts. I apologize. Mother said that she is going to step away from the phone for a moment and catch up on the filing of some receipts from our latest expedition. That may be for the best. What makes you say that, Jay? Because, even though it pains me to do so, I feel it my obligation as a recurring guest of the show to share a personal account related to tonight's topic. And I fear it may not be suitable for a woman of refinement like Mother Bellerophon. The ever-chivalrous Jay Stewart. Is it odd that I, a full-grown man, would be open to being adopted by you, Jay? Uh, well, I... A dilemma that I would look forward to like no other would be that of deciding whether to call you Dad. Papa, or father? Well, that's very kind, but... La Loupe. Mother overheard me and says that I've likely pushed one or more societal norms to the breaking point. My apologies. When confronted with positive male role models, I begin to prattle on like a schoolboy. I assure you it's purely paternal in nature. You see, when I was just a schoolboy, barely strong enough to grip my weathered leather satchel, I... Ah, well... 
well, it seems I've gone once more and begun to take all of you on a journey through a hardened fog of childhood remembrances. My apologies. I don't think that you have anything to apologize for, Dr. Bellerophon. It's a compliment, really, to know that you feel comfortable enough among us to express these things. You see, when I was just a schoolboy, my biological father, and Jay is such a good man, and yes, I know that I always get this way after an expedition, mother. All right, we're going to place Dr. Bellerophon on a brief hold. Meanwhile, we'll take a moment and allow ourselves to address any emotions that might recently have been brought to the surface. We'll be right back. Theft, assault, murder. It's a dangerous world out there. It can be difficult to protect yourself and even more difficult deciding just how to protect yourself. But not anymore. Because now there's Lollicop. Lollicop is the world's first product to combine food and police assistance. And it's as easy to use as it is delicious. When confronted with a life-threatening situation, simply unwrap your Lollicop which, unlike attention-getting cell phones and handguns, looks just like an unassuming lollipop. Once unwrapped, begin licking the lollipop, just as you would a lollipop, and Lollicop's saliva-activated transmitter will send your location to the nearest emergency dispatch center, notifying representatives there of your need for the police. And best of all, Lollicop comes in a variety of flavors for you to enjoy while you wait for the police to arrive, like apple assault, burgling blueberry, and kidnapping kiwi. Lollicop is also the only product to be endorsed by the Fraternal Order of Diabetic Police. Find Lollicop at quality grocery and outdoor stores everywhere. Lollicop. Sweet justice. Stay tuned for an important message about owning a home. For many, the dream of home ownership is just that, a dream. But if the idea of home ownership only exists for you in the dreamscapes of cinnamon rain clouds and talkative staplers, then listen up, because a bubble home might be right for you. The bubble home is the world's first inflatable habitat designed for use as a full-time residence. And, best of all, it costs a fraction of the sale price of an old-fashioned stick-built home. Made from state-of-the-art elastic polymers, the bubble home is delivered right to your property in a package no larger than a mattress, and inflates in just hours to a variety of sizes, depending upon your needs. Barbara from Smackover, Arkansas, recently ordered her bubble home, and here's what she had to say. I love my bubble home. It's just as good as the trailer that my neighbor has, and my husband and kids love it too. They're so happy, they're bouncing off the walls. Thanks, Bubble Home. Visit our website, Welcome Bubble Home, today and arrange to send for a free informational packet and Blu-ray disc. And, for a limited time, when you order any Bubble Home measuring 1,500 square feet or less, you'll receive a Bubble Home that measures 100 square feet larger when fully inflated for free. Bubble Home, the housing bubble that will never burst. 
Welcome back to The Gone Show. Tonight, we've been discussing lawn darts with Jay Stewart, Stanislaw Kapustin, Dr. Arturo Bellerophon, and Mother Bellerophon. Uh, speaking of whom, are you back on the line, Dr. Bellerophon? I am here, and thank you for the brief respite. The work performed by my mother and me is dark and dangerous. And it sometimes takes an emotional toll. Jay, I hope that any impropriety on my part has not made you uncomfortable. Uh, Dr. Bellerophon, your conduct has been that of a perfect gentleman. All right. Now, Jay, before we get to your story, which I'm very anxious to hear, I'd like to quickly elaborate on tonight's topic for those who might not already be familiar. Lawn darts is a name given to a game that was first commercially produced in the 1950s. The game, designed to be played outdoors, is reminiscent of two other games, namely darts and horseshoes. Players of lawn darts use a type of dart with a weighted tip on one end and fins on the other end to score points by throwing it and having it stick in the ground in or near a ring. I believe they're similar in many respects to plumbata, which were first used by the ancient Greeks around 500 B.C. Uh, yes, I saw that comparison in my research. It reminds Stanislaw Kapustin of Russian spacecraft debris over Altai. Now, with everyone up to speed, um, did you want to tell us about the personal experience that you mentioned, Jay? Uh, no, but I feel it my duty to do so. It was a Thursday evening during the summer of 1959. Trash day was every Friday, so I was making my way from my house to the curb, carrying a trash bag full of strawberry stems. Strawberry stems? Yes, my wife, God rest her soul, was making preserves. Anyway, I threw the trash away and began to make my way back inside when I heard the rapid clicking of heels on pavement, followed by screams. I looked around and saw a young woman in a tattered dress running toward me. I ran up to her, and she said that someone was after her. I asked her who it was, but before she could respond, I heard another sound approaching from the darkness of the dimly lit street. I positioned myself between the woman and the sound, and that's when I saw what it was. Without a doubt, one of the most horrifying sights of my life. What was it? 
bringing with it the sound of scraping metal, a grotesque figure emerged from the darkness, and that figure belonged to something barely a man, a man with a foot that had been replaced with a lawn dart, and another lawn dart where there should have been a second hand, and staring back at me were not two eyes, but one eye, and the fins of a lawn dart sticking out of this man's head. Oh my god! Mother, perhaps you'd better get back to those receipts. <laughs> Was this man suffering from a lawn dart accident? No, I believe that they were there on purpose. On purpose? Yes, I noticed the presence of crude stitches around those areas of his body where there were lawn darts. So he or someone else stitched up his body so that he would survive those lawn darts being stuck into various places on his body so that they would stay where they were? Yes, I believe so. Jay, that's frightening. You should have seen it in person. Anyway, I told the woman to go to my house and phone the police. Meanwhile, this man attacked me. He attacked you? Before I could say anything to him, he swung at my head with the point of the lawn dart attached to one of his arms. If I hadn't ducked, he would have taken out an eyeball or an eardrum. Stanislokopustin is impressed by your reflexes. You have cosminaut blood in you. Well, thank you very much. Anyway, I managed to avoid several more swipes and jabs, but a lucky shot eventually landed me with my back on the ground. I tried to distance myself from him by crawling backward, but he was too fast and I could see by the look in his eye that he intended to drive the point of a lawn dart through my heart. Papa! Sorry. Uh, well, I noticed the lawn dart attached to his leg, and out of desperation more than anything else, I kicked it and it broke. My attacker lost his balance and fell to the ground. It was then that the police arrived. Wow, that is truly horrifying. I assume that this man was arrested? Yes, I later found out that he had escaped from an insane asylum where he was returned. Good, and I hope that they improved the security there. Uh, that was my initial hope as well. He managed to escape again? Uh, I don't know. 
All I know is that after the incident I was leaving for work one morning and there sticking into my front door was a lawn dart. Stinny slow capustin has goose flesh. Is that like goosebumps? What are goosebumps? Never mind. Jay, I have never heard of a scarier experience than the one that you just shared. Again, I'm so glad that you weren't hurt or worse. Agreed. There would be a brain-sized hole in my heart. All right, we are running out of time, and I'd like to talk a little more about the banning of lawn darts. According to my research, lawn darts were first banned by the U.S. Consumer Product Safety Commission in 1970, following reports of accidents, but manufacturers of the game successfully challenged the ban, and the commission lifted the ban, allowing the game to continue to be sold as long as it was not marketed as a toy for children. Mother and I have similar feelings regarding Ouija boards. From 1978 to 1986, approximately 6,100 injuries caused by lawn darts were treated in emergency rooms. Three fatal injuries have also been caused by the game, and in 1988, the CPSC issued a complete ban on the sale of lawn darts in the United States. The following year, the game also became illegal to sell in Canada. Based upon my research, it's even illegal to sell used lawn darts at places like flea markets and garage sales. That's interesting. I've actually seen them at garage sales more than once. I didn't know that you liked to go to garage sales. Yes, I enjoy a bargain. Well, we're running behind, so if everyone wouldn't mind keeping their final thoughts on lawn darts brief... Agreed. Stanislaw Kapustin is confident that she has made a good point. I agree. Okay, there you have it. Lawn darts. I'd like to thank my guests and listeners. Until next time, good evening and good gone. The Gone Show was produced, created, performed, and written by Bannon Backus. The Gone Show was a presentation of BoomTube, B-O-O-M-T-O-O-B. All rights are reserved. Visit BoomTube online at BoomTube.com and Facebook.com slash BoomTube Network.